spidey senses tingling. He's the host that when he wants to summon his perfect cloned super body, he whispers into the night air, Jonesy loves beer. He's slim. He's the host of your paper keg podcast. And this is episode 212. Welcome to the show. Real feel, 120 degrees in my studio right now. Laying it down there Paper keg We talk about comic books The three of us And now we're coming back To history Saga of the Swamp Thing Volume 2 Last week we had a special guest star at Nimenity. She did a bang up job. And there was another person that did a bang up job on that show. You know, the spotlight shone brightly on them. They had to step up to the plate as I was on location. Dale underscore A, you did great last week. Thanks for coming yeah, back. Yeah, I mean. Thank you. It's you know, it's always different when the vi- the vibe was off. Admittedly, Slim, you were not on the show, but your spirit was always with us, guiding us. You know, always kind of hovering there mm-hmm. above me, yeah. no matter where I am. If I'm, you know, if I'm in bed, you're always like spiritually there and last week's like a last week's live recording is no difference i mean i feel like we really kind of pull it together and i myself really try to put myself out there and thanks for the uh recognition really. yeah it, it definitely showed on the podcast as i listened to it on the plane back from san diego and i felt magic if i can be blunt i felt it Thank you. But we uh, we should mention, uh, you know, let's 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 call it out. The guy that had to host the show, host with the most. Jonesy loves beer. That was all a long troll for Jonesy. Jonesy had to host the show, play the music. If there was one negative, is that he played copyrighted material that is no longer uploadable Oops. on SoundCloud. So, oops. Welcome back to the show, Jonesy loves beer. Writer, host. Thank you. Um... I, I had someone personally in the flesh tell me that they thought my hosting job was terrible. So I'm happy to have that under my belt. Uh, who told, thank you, uh, you, who told you that? Uh, Your wife? At, M- at Mary Train on <laughs> oh Twitter. Gosh. I saw in in live person and she, she told me I did a, a S-box that of is, a job. That is a lie. She did uh, not no, say no, that. No, slight exaggeration. She just didn't like it. Wow. But, you know, of course, I take it to the umpteenth level. Did you? Did, but I had an, I had an excellent Jones, time. Jonesy, your thoughts. Me. Did you... Did you tell her? Did you basically call her out and and tell her she probably wished you were uh, she were wishing you happy death day instead of happy birthday <laughs> because of that comment? I actually, uh, no, I, 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 actually took, need, I took it like a grown up. I need an explanation on the death day joke that's been in running in our G chats, but I think I've been out of the loop on it. Well, it's Jonesy's birthday, Slim. So uh, somebody oh, somebody wished him death day. No, he. <laughs> it was an elaborate self-troll that didn't yeah. land. Uh, it was good. Made even more awkward by the fact that we're explaining it on right. a podcast right. days later. Well, this is a comics podcast. Thanks, everyone, for coming back to the show. Maybe hoping that I wouldn't return. You know, listen, there's a lot of people that hope that, you know, maybe one person in specific, specifically who's sweating a lot. Man. You know, I was on location in San Diego last week. You guys did Promethea. From Alan Moore, the summer of Alan Moore, and what a show it was! I honestly have to say it was a treat listening to new paper keg content, like as a listener, and chuckling along with the show. Oh, thank you for that. That means a lot. And uh, did you? What did you think about the book club in general? Did you feel like 
I thought it was good. I, I think maybe I wished it went a little longer. Mm, I thought that too, but you know, we, we we had to feel each other. We were vibing. Slim, yeah, you, you, you know, were feeling each other and out. If you're not, you know, you're not doing it live. You kind of, you're just, you probably, you just wouldn't know, you know, how we, how we do. Yeah, you're, you're like a blind man in an orgy. You're gonna have to feel your way out. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just, to, it is that. <laughs> that. <laughs> you didn't know what to say to that. That's from the Naked Gun, Leslie Nielsen. Rest in peace. We have a big show, Alan Moore. Swamp Thing Volume Two, but you know what, what? What's life like with uh, with me? You know, away for for two weeks. You know, you guys were trolling me on the G chats that I wasn't really the one responding to your conversations with Lull or Haha, like it was some kind of mad bot. Uh, yeah, here's. I mean, in my head, this is what I've I've just become so downtrodden and used <laughs> to Slim not responding anymore that. I figure he just rigged up some sort of uh, elaborate app that would just kind of ping our little chat room every once in a while to kind of let us know, fake let us know that he hasn't forgotten about us, but in essence, he was not really behind those t- typing those words anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Because I could have just thrown out, and, and to, be, to be completely upfront, I'm usually just talking to myself in there anyway. Jonesy's walking the hub, uh, getting 18,000 steps a day. But I would talk, you know, make complete sentences, make thoughts, and then two hours later, Slim would chime in, hmm, or huh. <laughs> and it's just like, he's it's basically just using our little chat to have his screensaver not pop up. So he just like slams some keys down on the keypad. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it's lonely. It's lonely at the top. Slim's child is probably just walking around Manhattan or San Diego with on business meetings with famous people, you know, publishers, yeah. you know, meeting with all the high profile publishers, doing interviews, hobnobbing. I mean, you know, yeah. So it's it's <laughs> it's rough. You know? Maybe maybe it's better that I just don't respond sometimes. You oh. know, maybe the responses make it worse. Sure. Yeah. I mean, either way. Really. Should just cut just it off. Just doing my own pudding. Either way. So. Just delete the app. Dale, you and I will just go back to to iMessage. Yeah, it's you and be I. beautiful. We'll, we'll take oh, the listen, world back I'm fine storm. with iMessage. We can iMessage all day long. I got an iPhone now, and I haven't had one thought about going back to Android. We're on the same page here. Right, so when it's decided live on the air, we're going to go back to iMessage. That's it. Your app That's probably it. works better in iMessage anyway. Your MatBot is your uh, trademark name for chatbot. designed it's specifically designed for, for iOS. Bot. I had flashes of um, Joaquin Phoenix with a mustache speaking to his uh, OS that he's in love with. <laughs> That's an amazing film, <laughs> if I just may inter- interject there. Amazing movie. Now, it's been two weeks since I had the pleasure of speaking with you in podcast form. You know, and I did at the last minute hit a buzzer beater email to the last show to get an update on Health Watch 2015. Dale slithering out of view like some kind of elliptical (laughs) hating snake. Jonesy loves beer, please. You've been on the Jawbonesy kick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where do we stand now with uh, Health Watch 2015? uh, I'm probably in a position where I'm going to be considered cheating because I'm about to lose like seven pounds in the next four days. So... I gotta go back on that water pill. Yeah, so, diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have to. T- the uh, you know the staff that will never go away oh is rearing its ugly head. Jonesy. So I gotta start taking that uh, HCTZ tablet again twice a day. So I'll lose like seven pounds of water weight like by Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Jonesy, when I see you this so weekend, could a- you possibly just kind of just yeah. shoot you a couple, <laughs> just a couple days? Left. We'll work out a price. So now, in adding in the seven pounds, where do we stand with if, the goals? If I lose seven pounds, I'll be I'll be like at two fifty four. Hmm. What were like you, What two, were you the last time we spoke? Two sixty six. I'm around two sixty one. Wow. But I cannot, for the life of me, able to break that two sixty mark. You on the elliptical? You on the treadmill? What's happening over there? Besides uh, besides the karate that you've been doing, I have uh, I have, oh, I have uh, fifteen pound free weights. That I do stamina core exercises with every day, so that's to basically strengthen just my ability to do it for longer instead of like lifting weights or putting on muscle. 
And then I do, uh, I try to do between seven and eight miles a day at work. There you have it. There you have it. Yeah. Wow. Impressive. You know, once I move, once I move back to the greatest state in the United States of America, Pennsylvania, I'm going to be riding my bicycle over to your house, you know, yeah. ringing my little bell, waiting for you I to come get out. get a bike and we should uh, I, ride together. I think you should do that. We'll get up at 5 a.m. every morning. We'll go on a bike ride. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we should definitely ride bikes together. <laughs> And we'll, Jesse, we'll set a I time need, for that. I need you to commit. I need that commitment in your eyes. The 5 a.m. time? The 5 if you are willing to get out of bed every morning at 5 a.m., meet me to do some right, physical activity. I'll, on, you I'll rise to the challenge. You're here first. Whatever episode number this is of Avery Gag, you're here first. 212. Now let's move to Slytherin <laughs> oh my Elliptical. Gosh. <laughs> What's the stat? Uh, I love how this paper gag show has just turned into me ensuring that we don't just all flake out on our health goals. Uh, the elliptical twice last week, as I saw that as the, uh, the as the elliptical turns as the elliptical turns, which is pretty good. You know, it's, it was kind of a janky week for me. You know, uh, we were going to do paper keg, and then we postponed it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Two, week, two, two days isn't bad. I, I say that's pretty good for me. I'll okay. get back on it. Get back in the groove. Feels good. Right. I'm uh, I'm coping with the fact that I am working out with a watch on. My disgusting arm is disgustingly sweating all over the thing. I am, uh, you know, <laughs> unbanding my Apple Watch so I can clean the crevices out every night of the thing. Oh, my I God. Mean, it, is it just like congealing in the crevices? I don't want it to. I'm too afraid to have it congeal. But Sweat But congeal. when I... When I disband it, when I take the bands out, there is there is sweat pulled up inside the joints. So oh it's it's my worst nightmare. It's why I've never worked out with a watch before in my life, and now this watch neat encourages me to do that. Mm-hmm. So you know, mid elliptical, watching a long mire, I sling my sweaty shirt off and throw it on the floor oh, behind great me. Show. Yeah, nothing you know, nothing on from my waist up except this watch. You know, waist I'm down. just like. I just get the towel and I just kind of like... Right. God, I can see it. Save for the fact there's just really no air conditioning upstairs because I don't turn it on. So it's like 85 degrees up there. I mean, it is just... Well, your house is like 8,000 square foot. You can't afford to see a house that large. Yeah, so there's no chance in H that I'm going to pamper myself with AC up there. Uh, You know, the body glide is turning into some sort of clay face monster it's it's like the body glide <laughs> turns into you know uh, some sort of uh the consistency if you put uh, coconut oil in a hot frying pan it kind of just like <laughs> liquefies and it barely has any properties of uh lubrication it's just liquid because it's so yeah. hot betwixt so you know two two times last week all right guys i'm getting there all right. I, it's it's it's, it's depressing me. because this Apple Watch is probably reporting the right c- amount of calorie burns, which is like 400 calories less than my elliptical would tell me mm-hmm. as I sat astride that beast for six yeah. nights a week every other for a year, oh, saying I burnt 800 to 1,000 calories. The Apple Watch brings me back down to, uh, I guess, Earth reality and says I burned 450 calories. So that's just... I just that sounds more right doesn't for sound an hour of running. No. Well, let's let's change up, you know, the topic a little bit. We've already alienated every yes, listener. Sorry. Every new listener with our health talk. I'm sure our old listeners are still interested in it. I am. Jones, you beat uh, Arkham Knight. Is that correct? Done. <laughs> Both My endings. Gosh. My gosh. Both endings. I didn't even know there mm-hmm. was two. Yep. There's a. You beat the game. Well, and then if you uh, complete nine out of the ten missions on that wheel you get what's called the nightfall protocol is, is that great. what he was talking about with the Azrael and alfred the nightfall protocols when he like dies spoilers yes okay that's not a spoiler yeah i thought that was a weird little nugget drop when he was like training Azrael for that first time and he's mm-hmm. like and then he, he talks to alfred like well this guy this stranger i just met could be good for yeah. the uh, nightfall protocols alfred <laughs> Bruce, are you sure? Well, Bruce they, Wayne, are you sure that you want to? <laughs> I don't think he's ever referenced him as Batman in the entire game. No, con- so no confidant has ever called him Batman no. as Batman. That's why he wants to quit. That's why he doesn't care he puts in charge. And we were talking about that one scene where 
something very sad allegedly happens, and Alfred like sobs for two seconds and then is back to work. Guys, it guys emotionless robot. Makes me sick. So you must pull yourself together. There's a city. He probably save. lives in fear that uh, Bruce will throw into him if he shows any sort of emotion. He's probably terrified. That how do you, he turns? He's going to turn into a Tim Drake Robin, who he hates. Tim Drake for Robin. showing emotion. Ugh, he just smacks around. And how? And I'd I'd probably be angry at Nightwing wearing, wearing that goofy mask the whole time. That is horrendous. Is it? Who, that is the dumbest mask in history. Decisions went into that's that's the skin they went with. I mean, right. awful. What's wrong with just Wasn't the domino the, mask like glued to his face? It's not like his like Ar- neck. I think is the Arkham now. City skin was more like that because he briefly was in Arkham City as a like extra levels. But even like, does Robin just wear a regular domino mask? He does. Why can't Nightwing do that? I don't know. It's like a rip, ga- bad Gambit ripoff, like a lame Gambit mask. Yeah, and yeah, you can't. I is. mean, how do you how do you do a lame ripoff of Gambit? Honestly, we need to get into the comic talk. Oh, bottom yeah. line, yeah, we got to get into Swampy Saga, the Swamp Thing, Volume Two. We did mm. Volume One ages back. Ages, you and how long? Episode four. Oh my god! That's the first episode. Probably has a two hundred eight episodes later. Here we go. Probably has a dynamite Brad Heitmeyer cover. Way back when we used to have our dear mm. friend Brad draw podcast covers for us. It used to be named at Fiensta on the Twitter. Now just at Brad Heitmeyer. Right. Shockingly, that idea didn't seem feasible in the long run. But none of us thought about it at the time, right? And they're like, no, this guy, this guy could totally do a cover in four days, right? We were young, you know, good looking, virile, <laughs> menacing. We need to get into this book, Jonesy. What is Saga the Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing Volume Two. So, Swampy Book Two is a oh, man. I'm so in love with this book. <laughs> and I've struggled hard how to describe it. It's about resolution and new beginnings in a lot of ways. Uh, The volume opens up with Swamp Thing, who who now knows that he is not, in fact, Alec Holland, uh, basically um, sitting wake for the man who he thought he was. And while... Thinking about Alec Holland, he makes a commitment to the spirit that is essentially gave him form that he is going to find a resting place for Alec. So he relives the memories of Alec's last night and based on that is able to track down the skeleton of his host and he gives Alec a proper burial and that is the set off for spiritually what this book will be about. Uh, moreover, uh, now free-ish of the bonds of being a, a human, now he knows for sure that he is himself an elemental force and not an individual. He moves on with his relationship with Abby Cable. So if we remember, Abby is the white-haired... Um, woman with the uh who's married to what we'll find out is a demon uh but she's the uh eventual mother of um what's her name the swamp thing we hated brian k vaughn teffy taffa teffy nobody cares that book was junk so (laughs) swamp thing and abby (laughs) kidding jokes guys (laughs) swamp swamp thing and abby are figuring out who they are, what they mean to each other. Um, and Abby has recommitted herself to her husband, who she finds out is, surprise, a demon lord. Uh, so Swamp Thing uh, decides to save her from this force, even though he at first thinks it's not his place to interfere. Uh, through the action of the book, she passes away. The demon throws her soul into the deepest pits of hell itself. And Swamp Thing's like, no problem, I'm going to go get it. So his eternal love, he conquers hell, Mm -hmm. 
with some help from the Spectre, Dead Man, the Phantom Stranger, names that I really didn't know before, but now I understand are heavy DC mythology characters, and uh, are presented in this volume in ways that I actually like these characters and want to see more of them. That's the magic of Alan Moore right there. So Swamp Thing eventually uh, plows his way through hell, gets Abby, brings her back to life, only to find that she is a soulless, I don't know if corpse is the right term, but soulless entity. Cucumber. Cucumber, yeah. Total peapod, whatever you want to call it. So then uh, Alec is able to, once again, bend time and space, get the true Abby back. Then the volume takes a left turn where we're uh, we're treated to a fun story where these aliens crash on on uh, Swamp Thing's swamp territory and have a uh, a... What do you call that? A jaunt? <laughs> Why would it be called a swamp territory, not just a swamp? <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans swamp territory? I don't know where I was going with that. Swampy's parish. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, that would be make the most sense. Uh, bon ton. <laughs> <laughs> swamp thong. Uh, I will not do any more Cajun impressions <laughs> throughout the rest of this episode. I, I give you that commitment. Uh, and the final episode of the book, Abby and Swamp Thing admit that they love each other. But they're, you know, what what are we going to do? They can't, you know, do it. So Swamp Thing devises a way for them to transcend physicality and become one in the most natural sense of the word. And the volume ends with a lot of hope for things to come. Something book two. There you have it. Um, so organic demolition man sex, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> is essentially what those last five or six pages of the volume are, and it is poetic. Okay, uh, you know I'm thinking sw- there's swamp thing. He's He's communing with nature. He's one with his parish, if you will. You know, he's, <laughs> it's just like one thing jived in my head. As soon as he's like, he's talking to the green, he's listening to the green, he's listening to the money talk. Summer of Almore. Get you, get your podcast right here. Goodbye, SoundCloud for uh, I, Swamp Thing Volume <laughs> Two. We hardly knew ye. Listen, this book, Swamp Thing Volume Two, Saga of the. It's about love. It's all about love. Alan Moore is peak Alan Moore mm. in this series. You can't tell me there's a better Alan Moore book out there. And, and if you do try to tell me that, I'm going to slap you right in the mouth. And this is like, this is his DC Comics. He's just starting out. Really. I mean, he's just trying his, uh, his, he's just putting his pen to paper, as it mm-hmm. were, for DC Comics. I mean, this is volume two, but this is maybe six. This is a sixth or seventh issue in, and he's he's just doing it, man. Like you don't get better. It's got everything, and it's got it's got a comic that was was allowed for boundaries to be pushed. I mean, it's a perfect fit for him trying. I guess. Just getting his foot in the door because they're probably just like we're not they're not going to hand him the reins of you know the Holy Trinity or whatever of DC. But my God, he just like the the ideas that he had and he employs is is phenomenal with Swamp Thing. And this is a DC property. This, was, this wasn't Vertigo. 
at the time. This is just DC. And the whole the the uh the three issue arc and he's, and that's the thing. It, it, they're not it's not a six issue arc. It's just like an ongoing but broken up with single issue, three issue arc, single issue, double issue and just his you know to to get volume 2 out of the gate with the um trying to put Alec Holland to rest i mean that was just a great story to kind of like set the tone for the for the rest of the book even though it it was it was a one off essentially it was it's referenced back to but like Alec Holland is just kind of like haunting him and he's completely unhappy, but he, I mean, Swampy goes to uh, pull his bones out of the muck and mire of uh, his swamp territory and he is able to dig a big hole and put him to rest. It was my favorite, or maybe one of my favorite moments in this volume is when Swampy and the Phantom Stranger are going through the depths of heaven and they just stumble upon Alec, and Alec's just like, oh, hey, thanks. You know, I've been yeah. a ghost haunting your swamp territory for years, and you finally set my spirit free, and I'm going to hang out in heaven a while thanks to you. And then he talks to Alec, and Alec's like, do you want to meet, uh, you know, my wife, Linda? And then there's, like, this awkward moment yeah. where Swamp Thing is just like, uh... No, I don't. I don't think so. I need. I have to keep going. Like just what that must have felt like for him to have the memories of that wife as his wife. Yes, and then to oh, meet man. her to to have the opportunity to meet her as like this swamp being monster that is no longer Alec. Yeah, I couldn't do that either. I wouldn't it's, have the uh, swamp bees. <laughs> just <laughs> the, the bees wouldn't be in the right territory to even make that happen. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just to. He's still coping with the fact that he's not Alec Holland, but that's the closest memories he has is is Alec Holland, and it's it's crazy that he gets to first see them in Heaven Space or whatever the the name is for it here. But it it's like a real moment where he's just like, no, that's he has the the wherewithal to say he doesn't want to meet Linda. Even mm-hmm. though Linda knows so much about this creature that used to think he was Alec Holland. But the but the three issue arc with Arcane Oh boy. I mean that's boy. straight horror. I don't I mean, I think you got some of it in the first volume with Woodrew taking over the the plant life as like revenge and he was gonna kill everyone in on Earth. Mm-hmm. with that and that was like a great horror story and then you get it again with i think it starts with like issue two of this or part two of this trade where abby you know she she's awakened by something just awful that she's done and she's trying to like clean herself and she can't and she's like rubbing you know rubbing alcohol and all this like awful things to clean herself and she can't and you don't understand why but it's she pretty much is like you know has a a great night with her husband in bed Matt Cable who's been kind of acting strange and then Matt Cable tells her like oh, I I bought us a house out of nowhere and I got this new job and this guy's like a zilch pretty much for the past couple of months and then you see she he introduces her to like this new job that he has and some of them are vaguely familiar and strange looking and it turns out that. Uh, her uncle has been inhabiting the body of her husband, uh, Arcane, this evil monster, awful person, and he's come back to you know have revenge on Swamp Thing and Abby. And that whole issue where he keeps coming back to like these awful things taking place because as Arcane is getting empowered on our realm, all of the evil on Earth is starting to just like take form and come mm. to the swamps. And you're, he's like telling all these stories about how I don't even know how he does it. Like the little this the no name city, you know, in this city, these two kids are starting to play with this kitten they they just got. And there's like a picture of a kitten in a microwave. And yeah. then there's like, and then this woman who's getting tired of taking care of her sister who used to bully her as a child, and they're like alluding to them just finally giving in to their carnal evils 
that they've had in like the back of their head. It's just frightening to read. And and the way he paces it and and like times it all out. It, it, every page it's not like that that's like one of nine panels is the the kitty in the microwave or the you know the sister who's taking care of her other sister with and she has like a sewing needle in her hand they're like teeny tiny panels but the way he words it and paces it he there's so much like horror on one page because there's like nine insta- different instances of people just giving in to the you know the stuff that stops making them be human and to just murder and then they start making their way. Like, they all start congregating to where Arcane is. Like, they all start just taking a pilgrimage, but they don't know why, and they can't tell. And it's just the timing of it and the way it's all framed out on the pages. It's just, mm-hmm. it's spine-tingling, man. It's creepy. That's creepier than just, you know, Arcane himself, like, being able to, uh, you know, work in that building with four dead serial killers. But... Because these are just like humans who just are no longer because of what they just committed and because of the influence that Arcane's entity has over the area. And even his Arcane's retelling of how he escaped hell was awful and how, um, I can't remember if it's uh, Tottlebaum who maybe drew some of these issues, but I'll have to, and Steve Bissett. Like these are the, the, like there aren't, I feel like, is just perfect for these books and Swamp Thing. Like, I would want them to do Swamp Thing and only ever Swamp Thing for the rest of our lives. But the the scenes where, and this comes back, like, reading this volume again reminded me of what other, like, some of the other things I loved about the series is, is when someone did something wrong or wronged somebody and Swamp Thing found out, I would just be like, yeah, now you're going to get it. <laughs> this is what you're going to get now. You're, you're dealing with Swamp Thing. And you just get, like, so excited that Swamp Thing is, like, you're he's got your back on everything he's your hero like you want swamp thing to to find out what's going on because he's just going to take care of it and you'll be fine and you'll just rest in his swampy bosom for the rest of your days like he was like my my lover my boyfriend (laughs) in this in this book (laughs) and when he came and found abby one of the issues ended in, in a great cliffhanger that when he found abby she was already dead and he freaked out he's like how long has she been dead and and Arcane goes in this speech, and Swamp Thing is just like, you know, you're wrong. You know, I'm one with the Earth now. I was, I'm different than when we first met. You should not have come here. And he looks like at the camera oh, yeah. with red eyes, and I'm just like, oh god, yes, yes, please. <laughs> he was like, I forget what the exact words were, but yeah, like you're in my uh, place of power, and it's just like a, a summer glade, and he just beats the snot yeah. out of Arcane. He says, oh, you, yeah. claim, you claim the earth for your own arcane, yet you have not one-tenth of the earth's power. You mock God, mm-hmm. you make the world worthless with your lies. <laughs> it's so, so good. Yeah, and then, I mean, and even the journey, like afterward, like he brings Abby back to his, his swamp parish and, <laughs> and like lays her down. She's breathing, but her soul is gone. And then starts like the next you know couple issues of him journeying however you know how his elemental powers work journeying to heaven and hell to get her soul back and and i that's like the crux of this entire series is their love and how almost every other arc is about them being pulled apart and how strong love is to pull them back together and there's no other book that does that in in my view and how you just feel like anticipation for Swamp Thing helping you out or them being reunited. And I mean, fast forwarding to the final uh, part of that story where he, she, she wakes up and it's just, it's just beautiful. The whole thing's beautiful. How about when Swampy gets that revenge on Arcane when he finally gets to that last circle of hell? And Arcane's like, how many centuries has it been since we fought? And he's like, yesterday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Arcane is like, I, I must look quite a mess. Insect eggs, you know, hatching inside me. Very appropriate. Like, he is a mountain of grotesquerie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's had to have been years since I've been here. And Swamp Thing's like, no, yesterday. 
<laughs> How about two where he meets one of the monsters there and there's like a slave cleaning his hooves like with his tongue and it's Sunderland, which is the old old rich man who had Swamp Thing frozen in the very first issue of, of this whole thing. Oh, was that him? Yeah. Oh, man, that that makes it so much more awesome now because I forgot who that was. I just chalked it up to him like being one of the guys that blew him up in his lab. Mm. But that is way more awesome because that's like the whole – he's the only other character in the uh, – in Swamp Thing number 21, which is like the best yeah. issue ever. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, he's like he's like all thin and gross looking, and mm-hmm. the monster alludes to him having to rip out his tongue previously because he wasn't listening correctly. Oh, God. I mean, you can draw hell and, and it's hell, but mm-hmm. Alan Moore can make you experience yeah, the, he hell, really the hells of hell and make you never mm-hmm. want to go there yeah. ever. He really does by just the characters that you meet. There's not so much of the the backdrop or the the setting, just the people and the way they look and what they're speaking about and the horrors that they experience. And Etrigan, who I have, I have a, some weird soft spot for Etrigan, the rhyming demon, just because I think it's just a cool concept. And I I haven't shown him, I haven't read that much of him. I think I tried. Demon Knights, I think when when the new Fifty Two just came out, but I like that he was in this that that annual with all those DC characters, and it was kind of cool because it like, like grounded you in the DCU in a way, but they were all with these supernatural DC characters that were in this heaven hell space, and it just kind of reminds you that Alan Moore had the ability to like play with these other characters and stuff. And you saw the Spectre, which I don't know which I don't know if it was Hal Jordan or the, at the time or not. I know Hal Jordan was the Spectre at a certain point, but... I think I it was who, Jim I don't know Gordon who the heck the Spectre, Spectre is, but... Mm. It made me want to know who the Spectre was. Yeah, yeah. And I'd same with the Dead, Dead Man. I like reading... I, he had a, a story in Wednesday Comics, Dead Man. He's a pretty cool character. But it's cool that... So much of this book was not about Swamp Thing. It didn't focus on him at all. But it kind of kept you in his world and and made you care about the things that he cares about with Abby and what that, she was experiencing. Like there's so much of the the comic was just focused on Abby and her side of the things that it just kind of like made you closer with her to put you more on Swampy's side of like what he's fighting for, and it also gives you more of a chance. You know, gives more uh, of a chance of story in general to be told and less focus on Swamp Thing himself being the center of it. It's it's really cool I, pacing. I loved it. And to your point, that uh, they made every time that Swampy kind of wrestled the narrative back to him mm-hmm. in order to just, either if it was just like punching Arcane in the face for the right reasons or basically defying all of heaven and hell to get what he wants, like even more poignant throughout the volume. Fanta- I mean, the saga of the Swamp Thing... I take back every bad thing I ever said about Alan Moore every time I read this book. Yeah. Because it's, it's brilliant. How about the uh, one-shot issue where the little kind of animal, these intellectual animals, like their ship crash lands on Earth and they're speaking this kind of broken yeah. language, English, and they're trying to find a new planet to see if it's similar to the one of theirs and they tell... Swamp Thing a story in a manner of speaking he can't really understand of why they left and it essentially involves people you know eating like these this other group of uh, like people eating animals like uh, I guess like you, you could see if, if alligators were intelligent or pigs or you know cows and they decided to flee earth to, to find a planet that didn't you know turn into carnivores what would happen and that one even had a real like a tearjerker of a it totally ending too. did. I couldn't believe it. Like it was such a, uh, it was such a weirdly, it d- didn't fit the rest of the stories, but it still had this like groundness and like somber, re- somber, sobering reality in Swamp Thing's world. Where, firstly, he he does the the aliens convey to Swampy that that's what they're looking for. So Swampy like just like pulls the veil back on uh louisiana and he take and he just like 
pulls like a swamp curtain back like to the side and it's like look over there and he's like there's like a roadside stand with people eating hot dogs and stuff and they're just like well let's pack it up and <laughs> go go find someplace <laughs> else and in the meantime this alien that kind of looks like an alligator like it goes for a dip kind of reminded me of the characters from like bone the way they looked but yeah, he, he just like jumps in. He looks like an alligator, and there's these six set of eyes looking at him from the shadows. And it turns out there's these these swamp gators just start tearing him apart. <laughs> it's just like that's it. it. It was so sad because the character is drawn like cartoony, lovable, yeah. and he sees the swamp, and he's like, ah, oh, you know, this is so close to home. I'm just gonna take a dip, you know, and, and be like home. And these alligators. Like, it's vicious because they have this little cutie in their mouths and he's like, you know, he's in peril and then Swamp Thing eventually, you know, defeats them. But the damage was done. And this mm-hmm. poor little guy who was so close to home and he bit it in this kind of, you know, awful irony that the animals would eat, would try to eat him. Heartbreaking. And then the final arc was... uh probably one of the best like if 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 issue 21 was you know the best single issue of all time this might have to be like the best the second might second best single issue in swampies where they talk about how they're actually in love with each other abby and oh yeah and and swamp thing and they're not sure how to like you know convey that love and they kiss for the first time and abby remarks about how it tastes like limes and because mm-hmm. she, she's essentially kissing like you know vegetation at this point, yeah. And then he, and we, could, we could we could call him Alec. He says he tells Abby, oh, that's he could right, call her yeah. Alec. We could. I mean, he is to make her feel better. Makes <laughs> us feel better. We could call him Alec. There's an alternate reality where Abby calls him Swampy, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he likes it. Yeah. So he grows this this you know kind of fruit vegetable in himself, cleans it, and then gives it to Abby to, to, to eat. And through that, she, you know, almost becomes one with his consciousness, his being, and they share this, you know, amazing, I don't even know what you'd really call it. Yeah. Kind of you have to, you'd have communion. to read this. It's just amazing to, communion. Yeah. It's a communion. And the way it's described is just out of this world. Like there's a beauty to it, and there's a there's descriptions that you would never even imagine would work or you would think of, but it just fits, and it makes the uh, the experience what they're going through like so much more meaningful. The way what Alan Moore chooses his words, and it's, oh my god, you want to just go through some of Alan's writing in this. A smear of platinum scales breaks the surface, rolling, resubmerging. There is a delicious ambiguity. Looking up through his eyes, the pale woman gazes down, a burning flower adrift on the milk waterfall of her hair. Like, it's just poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in a Swamp Thing comic. The whole, I mean, the whole run is poetry, mm-hmm. honestly. I, I wonder how much he struggled because he knew... Like he knew what was at stake. This this was them making love, but in the only way that really they could. So I wonder if like he stressed about trying to just figure out how to describe it so perfectly, or if it just like came to him. But I mean, it worked. But I wonder how much he. I would you know I would love to ask the man, but sure. Would we yeah, all invite him on the podcast? Invite him on a book jug. Yeah, I mean, we could do that. You probably <laughs> read something we read. <laughs> Maybe he probably listens in <laughs> his bunker. Start writing right now. <laughs> Listen to the latest episode. <laughs> oh boy, what a book! Yeah, what a, what, a, what a piece book. of work! I, I mean, I'm glad we're going to uh, see it till the end. Yeah, because mm. it's uh, firstly, it's the only way I'd get to read it all, but it deserves to be read. God, I hope everyone buys it. I hope everyone listening right now mm-hmm. goes and buys this book in whatever fashion they can and experiences I think once majesty. I finish all the volumes. This might supplant another book and make it into my top five. What's your top five right now? Oh my gosh. Uh, it's got to be Hush. The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, the Ultimates Volume 1. Fury. 
Max. Did I name five? I think that's four. Saga Swamp Thing, babe. Saga <laughs> Swamp Thing, babe. There you have it. Anything yeah. else we want to cover before we move into the letters? I feel like we have a million letters. Three, but oh. it could feel that way. Okay. No, I think that's it. I mean, good show. Great show. Great show. Just wrap it up. Sorry about that. We if I got could, I would offer you all my fruit. <laughs> I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. To you. Dun, 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 dun. Letters at paperkeg.com. You have something to say, you can shoot us an email and we'll read it on the IRA. This uh, letter comes to us from friend of the show, uh, Brandon, or at El Sora Gigante on the Twitter. Uh, he writes, uh, Sub Keggers. It's been a while since I've written in. Blame it on life getting in the way of what's truly important comic books. Uh, I was curious if any of y'all had heard about the edX.org course on the rise of superheroes and their impact on pop culture. If you haven't heard of edX before, now you should check it out. It's the Smithsonian Institute's online free education site. This summer, they started running the previously mentioned course, and it is taught by Michael Uslin with contribution by Stan Lee and a few others. I took the first offering in the course, and it was very entertaining and educational. I would highly recommend it for anybody that wants to learn a history of comic books from pre-Golden Age through now. There's also an option to pay $50, and you can get a certification of your newfound comic book history knowledge from the Smithsonian, signed by Mike and Stan. And some original art by whichever artist is contributing uh, in the current offering of the course. The first course artist was Phil Jimenez. So who's going to sign up for the course's next run on August 12th? Uh, as interesting as it is, I find the prospect of having to attend a class harrowing, and I will not. That's pretty cool. I'm going to check that out. I, I like um, any sort of education like that, any educational stuff, but uh, thanks for passing that info along. I mean, hopefully that helps some some people check it out. I think I'm going to try to check it out if I remember by tomorrow. Online course. There you have it. Next up comes from a friend of the show, Ren Mike D, on the Twitter, just back from San Diego himself. So he's in the elite club. Dearest Keggers, I just wanted to give you a few thoughts on San Diego and some of the things I picked up and saw there. First, I had some fantastic celebrity encounters. Stephen Amell, Matthew Lillard, Slim, Felicia Day, Seth Green, and Will Wheaton, to name a few. Oh, we're so gracious. Second, I picked up some reading material in the small publisher area. I grabbed an Amish punk comic called Rumspringer, the first volume of Postal, and a few other things. The highlight of San Diego is always the people, though. Being able to reconnect with podcast geek world friends is always worth the trip and hassles associated with the con. P.S. Thanks to Slim for helping find, helping me find the perfect fitness dongle to satisfy my wife. <laughs> Sent from Varga... Really? Well, Ren Mike D, that's, uh, he's emailing from a bar called Varga Bar, and he just, he is there three to four nights a week, which is amazing, and it it enrages me because of his ability to do that, but we love you more for it. Do you hang out at this Varga Bar? Do you know where it is? I know where it is, yeah, I've I've been there twice, you know, not to uh, brag. Whoa, twice. Have I been there with you once? That bar sounds familiar. Um, I don't think so, but... You guys always, probably had an outing for yourselves. I wonder if I was there with Del Bill. Is that some kind of su- South Jersey bar? That's it. No, it's in Center City, but it's more like... Never it's mind. probably more of a hipster scene. I've never been there. Oh, all right. I'm into it. I did meet... Uh, or I didn't meet him. I saw him and spoke with him. Ren Mike D. I was walking to... What was I walking to? Can't remember. I was walking to something. Some interview. Some panel you were hosting. I was probably. late. I had to. I couldn't talk to him for a while, so I saw him walking next to me, and then he was sneaking some paparazzo shots of me. Oh man! At the booth. 
One of many shots, I'm sure. One you? of the few times I was out and about at the booth. And then I saw him uh, on the final day where I got James's uh, commission from Xander Cannon. That One of the most amazing commissions ever. That thing looked amazing. God. Can't wait to hang that up in his room. Mm. I also oh. saw Double H there. I met him. Mm. Oh. Intern, show intern. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's uh, awesome. Tim. Can't remember Tim's username. Do you remember? Is it Super Tim? Mm, no, I didn't see him. I'm not sure if he was there. Tim something. Fine. Follow him on Twitter. I'm sure Tim Van Altry apart. Is that not his username? And I just no, gave away his uh, full name. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> Van Altry. Isn't that who Super Tim? Isn't that Super Tim's real name? That's, yeah. I don't know. Come on. Get it together. Yeah, we're we're live. I don't right Tim Croshaw. Oh. There you have it. Oh, yeah. Him and his family were there. Sorry, Super Tim. And putting him on Super blast. Tim is probably grief. <laughs> just beat me out. <laughs> he just gosh. cracked his phone in half so the government couldn't track him. Oh boy! So it was the I was too busy at the con to hang out with anybody. So I'll apologize to everybody. Hang but out. Hopefully, with, yeah. at Baltimore. You know. Oh guys, do not mm. keep that in your mind's eye. All right, Baltimore <laughs> is a thing, and it is so happening. Mm-hmm. And guys, listeners, we have that Friday. The 24th off. So we'll be there all three days of the con. What we're going to do for those three days. I remember. Lads and ladies. I remember walking through Baltimore day one, and I think I was finished. I was like, what are we going to do for two days here? We drank. Guy. We're going to drink, guy. (laughs) Come on, guy. Oh, mercy. No, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of Matt Double H. I mean, if you want to really uh, think about where I, I found myself, I placed myself in Baltimore this evening shortly after listening to this, you know, ACDC song while giving my son a bath. I was getting him out of the bath, so, song blasting. He bites me on my shoulder, almost draws blood. I curse him. I, you know, I probably whipped him on his A. And, uh,. Wife comes running in, ACDC blaring. I mean, I immediately shut down and went. I was, I found myself in Baltimore. I woke up eating the sex fruit of Swamp Thing, and I was at Baltimore Comic Con somehow. It was it's like it's like when Gladiator wakes up in the Elysium Fields, walking through there. I remember. I think I remember going out late at night, and we weren't able to go to some kind of hot hobnobbing bar. And I remember that gift that Dale made of his. Of his finger going uh, flaccid, so this year will <laughs> this year will be. Oh yeah, why could we go bald- there? I don't remember. You wanted to like keep going out at night, finding some hot spots oh, yeah. where all the uh, celebs were. Yeah, so this year will be. You guys probably drug me back. This this year will be the celeb finder of Baltimore. We're going to go to every bar, every party. We're uh, just going to leer at them from far. We'll That's be fine. leering the stars. That's right. That's what. I would be too nervous. I'm not approaching anybody. I'm not. I'm not good enough for you're that. You're gonna. You're gonna complain that we're not going there, and then when we get there, you're not gonna talk to anybody. <laughs> you know <laughs> me so well. That's exactly what's gonna happen. As I order my beers two at a time, because I've got a drinking <laughs> problem. Our next letter, entitled "The '80s." Great week in paper keg history for me as I cruise through the '80s episodes. Mm. Uh, this included the first instance of Paper Cake Nights, uh, Black Kiss 2. Uh, should I read Chester 5000? Yes. It also featured the brief usage of Don Garvey's nicotine-infused laughter <laughs> as an audible oh and time to move on signal, starting with the mouse episode. The hackle, I think I yeah, coined holy it. holy crap. Uh, I am starting to brace for the impending departure of Rest in Peace Mark. Had a great time meeting Slim at Comic-Con. I look forward to meeting the rest of the team in the future Matt Double H, and he ends with a listening uh, lightning round. Uh, Hawkeye 22, Fraction Aja. Great conclusion to an epic book. The series wandered a bit and was a year late, but there were some. Uh, there were moments that changed comics forever. Mm. I, thought that, I thought it was a great ending. I thought. I have not read it yet. I, th- I thought that, uh, I think that when we read it for Paper Keg, I am going to love it. That's what I think. <laughs> spoilers, I'm pre-spoilers, I don't know. Prediction spoilers. Just pre-spoiler it all over yourself. (laughs) 
Uh, summer of Swamp Thing. Okay. I just, I, I'm gonna hand out mm-hmm. sex fruit to everybody mm-hmm. oh at Baltimore, gosh. and just we're gonna maybe the talk you, about this. Maybe you could cosplay forever. as that and like and like spit like <laughs> like have sweet potatoes <laughs> coming out of your armpit. Oh my but god! Just, just imagine I'm, no, just, just like being a giant fruit, right? yellow fruit with like you're wearing yellow tights over your legs and arms. Yeah, like you're wearing yellow sneakers. Yeah. You're like one of the Fruit of the Loom guys, but you're the I sex I studied fruit. this reference for four months before I came right. up with this costume. <laughs> but you stick the fruit under your armpit because it's the only like feasible way. You like grow it from your armpit and like pretend like to dramatically pull it out like Excalibur. Day 1 p.m. will be us bailing Jonesy out of jail. <laughs> what a show. Uh, Next week... Great. Volume three of Saga the Swamp Thing. Mm. The My sex fruit body is ready. <laughs> oh boy, we'll see everybody next week. Kenosis, Tennessee. So, who else did not see Ant Man this weekend? Didn't see it. I did not mm-hmm. either. Hearing good things though. There's a uh, something keeps hitting my Twitter timeline as a promoted tweet, and it looks like Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas playing air guitar or something. <laughs> Has anyone heard this? Is this tweets. a thing that happens? Never. But I don't know if I'm, I'm actually going to be able to see this one in theaters, no matter how much I want to. You mean you and Dale That's aren't going to send out a tweet at, you know, 11 p.m., meeting up at hey. some uh, hey. movie theater? Some movie draft house. <sighs> mm. What about Sunday morning? Oh, my God. Actually, yeah, we should. We should hit it Sunday morning before we uh, leave the city. God, I'm Never mind. We're good. We're tight. <laughs> that went from never seeing it in theater to <laughs> we're seeing it in a week <laughs> in the span of one second. <laughs> You want to come down and say with us? Uh, Sunday? No, I don't. I don't think I'll be able to. Mm-hmm. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not getting out of the house for a while. I don't think. That's slim. No. No. Ask me. Hey, you got to pack, bro. Man is already packed. Pretty much the what? entire apartment's already packed, except for beds and TVs. She, she had to do TV. something with her living out of crates. Sanity. <laughs> Uh, you were missing for a week. Mm-hmm. She was. ordered a box of ragams from Dale. Should have put it on herself. On herself. I drove them up to her. I mean, I felt like it was. I couldn't do any less. I drove them mm-hmm. up to her. No, well, we still got to come up with a jingle for ragams. Like a studio, we spent an hour on this jingle. That should be your. It's an action item for you to make a ragams an jingle. Action item. I'll put together a uh, strategic plan to get it in place. Mm. I, want, I want you to look at that with a full 360 view. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'll, get a, I'll get a direct action team involved. Oh, my word. One to three people. I'll have a cost projection on your desk by Monday. Appreciate that. It's tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's two hours from now. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody read anything? Big business. Read anything uh, no. besides Swampy? Not a thing. I read how I downloaded Archie number one. Just having oh, a chance yeah, to read so it. Oh, yeah, so good. So good. Slim, you read that? Loved it. Mm. I read the, the, oh, I read what sort of various ointments I could apply to a child's bite on a shoulder. 
<laughs> and uh, vitamin E oil. Vitamin E oil, anything. Ice. Relaxation. Do we talk about zero yet? The end of zero? I Males? Not on air. Oh, okay. I thought we did, but I, you know, I'm the only one with the memory on this show, so... <laughs> Martyr <laughs> underscore A. Memory martyr. <laughs> what percentage are you in Arkham Knight, Dale? Did you pass me? I think you might have. I, I passed you, I think I think the way the um the percentage the scoreboard works is maybe overall missions completed. Yeah, you were at like sixty Well, it's weird because Gotham's finest, I think, is a different percentage than your overall percentage. Oh, uh... Because I logged in a couple of days ago and you were like 61%, but I don't think I was at even close to being that high in overall percentage. I just, I think the last thing I completed was I helped, this is spoilery Arkham, Arkham Knight talk if you guys don't want to listen, turn it off. Um, I helped Ivy sprout the plants. I haven't done that yet because I don't know, I got sidetracked. And I couldn't figure out where to start the sonar. So then I was just like, gave myself, I started like, I'll just do penguin missions for a little bit and see if I, that is supposed to guide me somewhere. Yeah, you, um, it's really confusing. It doesn't really tell you, but if you start the sonar, you basically like will sonar and see roots and you just have to start following this towards the center of the roots. Yeah, I couldn't see any roots like on the street. So I don't oh. know if like, she told it's, me it's only on the HUD, like the bottom left HUD. Oh, right. I was looking on the street because the other tool no. did where it showed you on the streets. I wasn't right. looking at the HUD. Yeah. yeah, the HUD will show you like a a map of the root structure, and you just basically drive toward drive towards the root main body. Yeah. yeah, the center, and you'll be like by a like a I think it's like a building with a small cemetery behind it, and you just have to hold the sonar button over that spot. Right. And, and I'll get you to the next part. Do you remember when I was complaining about how I went to do a fire bug, but I flew instead of taking the Batmobile, and it wouldn't let me use the Batmobile? That bridge was closed, Jonesy. You're right. I didn't realize that there were, like, how how you can get that far into a game and still have another bridge, op- like, closed. Well, at some point, the game directs you to have to do story elements, because I was at a point where I completed every possible bomb, every possible tower, and every possible street-level checkpoint. And I was driving myself insane because I couldn't find the rest, and I had to progress oh. through the story for the rest to unlock. Hmm. Oh, and there's okay. a po- there's also a point with the firemen where certain certain number of the firemen won't appear until you get to a certain point. It was maddening until I realized that at some point the game directs you back to story mode. I actually stumbled upon a fireman while like getting angry about the sonar thing and i just like all right i'll just try to save this fireman it took me like 30 tries (laughs) to take out these goons and i don't know what it was it it was like the first one where they were throwing like tins of explosives at me yeah and for whatever reason i I thought it was pretty good in like some of these gang brawls Mm -hmm. but they were just destroying me and i it took me 25 minutes to beat it i'm having i'm telling you at some point sorry Electrical gun and environmental takedowns are like the only way to get through some of these matches. Yeah, that one so had, environmental takedowns. That one had the B A A, where like this guy had a shield, you block the shield, then jump up on oh the shield, God. and then kick down on him. That one like eventually showed itself, probably like the tenth time. They're like, okay, you're an idiot. Yeah, right. use this. So how to, to do? do that. So how to do those quick is grab somebody who's got like a crowbar, and the weapon will actually go through the shield and get him. Mm. I I discovered that trick way too late in the game so like i actually went to the wayne points menu and upped my ability to hold a weapon longer and so if i ever jumped into a crowd that had like crowbars and a shield guy i'd immediately go to the crowbar guy grab it and beat the s out of the shield guy and then once those two people were out of it you could just electric there's electric on the crap out of everybody else yeah i'm i'm struggling with your point jones it gives me hope because firstly on the main island where the PD is, it says I mm-hmm. still have one watchtower to go, but it's nowhere. I can't find it anywhere. 
it's it's there, but you have to proceed okay. further into the story for it to come out because I know exactly the one you're talking about. And also the and it literally doesn't. Okay, go ahead. And yeah, and the next one, the next watchtower that insists I go to on the on the mission wheel is the one at the hospital with the helicopter that's like hanging off of the building, and I cannot beat those goons. I cannot do it. I don't, so I'm like, I'm just going to progress Which, more. Is go in detective mode on that one? Because is that is that the one where you have to disable gun turrets first? There's there's gun turrets on the top that I disabled. There was nobody there, but the guys are just kicking my butt. There's two huge guys and two guys with electric batons. And I, oh, and there the the two huge guys have the uh, rail guns. Yeah, have the Gatling guns. Yeah. All right, so what you have to do is leave those guys to last. So what I did was I sep- I uh, I got the two electric guys alone, and I electrocuted them with my electric gun. Mm-hmm. Then I took them out, and then you have to separate the two guys with the Gatling guns and attack, attack them separate. Hmm. I was just like, I, I tried so many times with that. I was like, I'm going to proceed with the main story because I'm just fed up. My wife just texted me an update on how hot it is in the bedroom oh, so boy. she just advised me that we wrap this up dude oh, man she is uh we should end right on that yeah i don't She's... even think i can read her text out loud it's just too too graphic on the temperature in that room got it <laughs>